When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Aaron from the show. First of all, thank you for listening. Once you finish listening to this episode, do us a solid. Go ahead and give us a rating and write a review of the show. This lets us know that we're doing a good job and helps other people find us. And speaking of other people, if you know someone who might enjoy the show, we would love it if you told them about it. We can be found at gttgp.com. There's tons of stuff on there. You can learn more about us. There's an episode guide. And of course, you can find our social media pages where we love geeking out with our listeners. Now, let's get to the good part. Part two. All you impatient gunters can now relax. Enjoy. So, so Wade starts talking at this point a little bit about his future beyond high school. Uh, he actually really likes going to school here in the Oasis. Um, and he, he mentions that he's, he's going to be graduating, what is it, six months? Mm-hmm. So he's, he mentions that he's going to miss being at school um, because he doesn't really know what he's going to do next. His fallback plan is to be a full-time gunter, um, but he won't be able to attend college uh, because it's, it's just too expensive even to, to attend college in the Oasis. And he's, he mentions that his grades are too low for a scholarship. Now, you would think that somebody in his financial situation, there would there would have to be a grant in the Oasis. <laughs> like, Halliday just seems like the guy, the type of guy that would have grants for people like that. Yeah. But I feel like he's he may just be using that as an excuse to do what he's really passionate about. And that's being okay. a gunter. So you think he's paying a little bit of lip service in the narration? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just an excuse. It's like, well, I mean, I could have, I could have done better in school. I, I really, I just kind of slacked off or I slept. So I guess I'll fall back on being a gunter. You know, but that's what he wants. This to is do. how entitlement starts. <laughs> yeah, I work for McDonald's, but I'm, I'm, I, that's only part time. Well, it's full time, but the rest of the time. Yeah. I'm buying lottery tickets like it is no tomorrow, and yeah. I'm going to win. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's 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 every waiter in in the greater Los Angeles area who's like, oh yeah, I'm an right, actor. right. Finan- I'm an actor. <laughs> well, I mean, right now I'm getting you some fucking ice water, but I am an actor. I'm a thespian. I'm working on my first script right now. <laughs> or that yeah. one song. We all know yeah. people or, like or that. Musicians. You know what? Yeah, there's a rash of it. Uh, where we come from, like Northwest India, just like just just outside of Chicago, for some reason it was like right before I left. So I'm glad I missed it. But like there are a lot of people who like said that they were training to become MMA fighters. <laughs> like you would hear that shit all the time, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> There's a handful of people in the world. <laughs> all of them would tear you apart. There's a handful of people in the world who make it to that point. Hey, maybe some, maybe some of them do. I don't know, but. I, why that's a thing? That is this like that dinner to... scene from Say Anything? What's that? Where the, where, is this like the dinner scene from Say Anything, where John Cusick's sitting at the table with his girlfriend, his girlfriend's dad, and his dad's like, "Well, what do you want to do after you leave high school?" And he's like, "Well, 
I don't want to do anything that makes anything. And I don't want to be a part of anything that sells anything. <laughs> and I don't want to do a lot of walking. I'm thinking about becoming a fighter. Like, that's... <laughs> it, I... That's a horrible interpretation of that scene in the movie, but that's exactly what that's that's really what what it boils right. down to. Is I hear this fighting thing is really profitable. I'm thinking of doing that, and here's like this scrawny kid sitting at the end of a table with the dad going, <laughs> yeah, no "Go on, <laughs> you're not winning any any fights." Uh, let's see here. So his fallback plan is to become a gunter, um, but even that's not really that's not really feasible with the resources that he has. Right, because you would imagine if he's going to take his if he's going to take his search at this point in the book, if he's going to take his search any farther, he's going to need greater resources to compete. Right, right, financial. Right, but he does say in the prologue, "This is my story and how I found the first key." So, right, there's passion there. <laughs> yeah, but at this point in the book, at this point in the book, he hasn't found the key. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be a gunter full time, I mean, like, he, you know, at this point, if you're going to pour your life into that one goal, you would think that you would understand that the resources that you have access to right now are not sufficient. I, I think he I makes know. up for that. Like, uh, like it, it kind of drills into the fact that he's compensated for not having the resources by just diving into the material. Yeah. yeah. And, and arguably knows it better than most that even if there are people... At, even if there are people that are further along than him, in knowledge they're not. Right, and that's where he compensates. You know, he's got yeah. he's got nothing but his brain, and he leverages it hard. He sense, seems yeah. to study quite a bit. You know, the like online chat rooms and blogs and all that stuff. So he seems to be really in touch with the progress that's been made by others, and the you know the BS that that you know, is out there as well. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, his his other option is to enter into a five-year indenturement contract with a company, presumably like ILI, and we find out a little bit about, you know, a little bit more deeper into the chapter that, you know, this is this is the kind of situation that ILI offers their gunters. Um, and he's just, you know, this is another character point for him. Uh, you know, where we find out there's no way that he would give up. He, he would give in to something like that. It's it's not even really a question to him. But this thought is broken um, by, <laughs> by Todd 13, a classmate, an asshole, <laughs> um, who, who lobs an insult at, at uh, Wade as he's walking down the hallway. Um, and I'm going to quote this part. <laughs> Go ahead. Because it's just... Todd 13 says, If it isn't Wade 3, great outfit slick, where'd you get the... Where'd you snag the sweet threads? Okay. Like, if you read it, it depends on how you read that and, and the fact that you know that Wade's wearing just like a default skin. But it doesn't even read really like an insult. <laughs> And it's he like, comes back with a with a mama joke. Like that's yeah. harsh. Like that's hey, so over the top. Yeah, come on, like, dude. Dick, it's just like trying to talk to you. I know you're you know, making fun of my like, clothes, but like, but it, imagine yourself in school, right? Like this is essentially what he just said. Like Todd thirteen walks up to you, hey man, where'd you get your clothes? It's like that's all you got, man. Yeah. 
Like that's your that's your that's your sick burn. I'm sure he said that to him before too. Like that's all you got. Where did I get my like clothes? again this week? Comes up with a new mother joke every yeah. week, right? This, this well, week it, it's uh, your mom. Go get your money and suck on her teeth. Uh, yeah. Well, talk then, to the well, mute. Crawl back into that ham okay, so, cavern of your mother. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> something about a something something ham cavern. <laughs> Crawl back into the ham cavern. You call a mom. <laughs> come back, back into the ham cavern. Like you crawled out of. <laughs> oh god, this disgusting. <laughs> I think we found it. Think we found the meaning, folks. I'm gonna use that. Gross. <laughs> but but oh. no. So he mentions that, like you know, he's decked out in this like designer skin. Um, so let's face it. I mean, the kids in high school, when you're in high school, we, 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 you think it's like designer or cool, usually ends up being very not cool. <laughs> it's like Battlefield 4 camo that you paid five bucks for, and now you're playing the next game. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it's like, 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 let's face it, this kid's probably wearing something close to Ed Hardy, right? <laughs> or at least whatever Ed Hardy would be in 2045. You know, he's wearing a fucking affliction shirt. Todd is? <laughs> Is he wearing yeah, Jinko jeans? That's what I picture, anyways. Yeah, it's like it, it's like you know, like there's there's a million other things that you could turn around and go after this kid on. <laughs> you just turn around and go. Your name's Todd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're not you're even Todd, original. Man. You're one three. Fucking. Todd. You're the thirteenth. You're not even in the top ten of Todds. But you know, and here's the thing. It, like, like. It doesn't seem like Todd really hurls just like this real zinger at him. But remember, it, it, he mentions too, you know, this is high school. But it made me think of uh, John Mulaney's stand up when he was talking about, like, he's like, you know, whenever you run, he's like, I'm more scared of thir- like running into a group of 13 year olds on the street <laughs> because cause they just they make fun of you about the thing that you're self conscious about. <laughs> and if, if you've ever seen John Mulaney, it's just like I think the what he says in the stand up is like he, he imitates a thirteen year old making fun of him. He's like, Look at that high waisted man, he's got feminine hips. <laughs> <laughs> like and if you look at John Mulaney, it's like both of those things are very true. <laughs> it's just, it, was, it was a fucking hilarious stand up. Kids but, could say some hurtful things. Yeah. Like like I look back now and go, Really? Great outfit slick. Yeah, I could have taken that all day long. Now, yeah. you know, rather, oh yeah, dude, you need to wax your ears. There's hair growing out of it. God bless. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, God, I just did that last week. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so fast. Yeah. I'm good growing now. <laughs> what? <laughs> you waxing prick? Huh? I got shit going on. <laughs> like, like, the last I can, thing I, I want to do. I could take a third, a third. I could take that kind of comment all day long. It's almost uh, a compliment at this I, point. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. thanks, kid. Oh, <laughs> so I've, got, I've got ear hair, and that's what you go for. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like I'm hiding it well. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, like, 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 it's, it's, you know. But to a high school kid, it probably is a little bit. It's, it's sort of a zinger. Yeah. You know what I mean. And he's he's not going after him, which you know he's going after him to make him feel bad about himself. The thing is, is it's and you get a you get a pretty good feeling about how, you know, Wade can sort of disassociate himself from the situation because you're talking to me about my clothes. This isn't real. 
Like, you know, like, we're, we're in a fucking game, man. Like, you know, but he does, he does hit back with a mom joke, as Chris said. At this point in the chapter, he says that um, words are words are really the most important thing in the uh, the Oasis public school system because there is no fighting there. It's a non-PVP zone, PVP being player versus player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a common term used in online gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was probably the most <laughs> like fatherly way of, of explaining <laughs> pvp is a term used in online game i sound like one of those newscasters talking about how like some kid killed himself because of call of duty oh i, I thought you were like uh, well i heard the kids are all talking about pvp now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that must be the the cool thing to do as a kid i guess that's that's like that term i heard dvda huh? they keep talking about that too those heard, kids and their acronyms. <laughs> yeah, some 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 mom comes in crying. She's like, "I think Timmy's taking the PVP." That's <laughs> all right, about honey. It with his friends. It's all right, honey. When I was his age, I was into PVP. <laughs> waiting, was waiting by gates for people to show through. <laughs> then I beat the shit out of them and steal their stuff. It's <laughs> only a phase. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, it's a gateway. It's a gateway drug. I, I think PvP gaming g- is more of an assault on your character than any drug you can do. <laughs> PvP is a gateway drug to teabagging. It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Not even once. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Everybody's having fucking Halo flashbacks. Right? <laughs> All right, uh, so that's PvP. Uh, school is a non-PvP zone. Um, so words, it, it Wade mentions here, this is why I've become skilled at wielding words. You used a mom joke, Wade. I wouldn't call that skilled. I guess it's a matter of opinion. It was effective. It shut Todd down. Yeah. 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 Wade, used, Wade used mom joke. It's super effective. <laughs> Well, I mean, he says, he says, oh, it's high school. It's supposed yeah. to be immature. You know? The dumber it is, the better. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, he also mentions at this point that the name of the planet where um, where school is located is Ludus. Um, Ludus is Latin for school or, you know, a primary or an elementary school. So, like, you know, you know. Um, is, that, is that all? Early school. Um I think so. Why do you? No, I can't talk more to that word. Okay. The other <laughs> thing was it's uh, it it was the name of a of, of a post punk band in the late seventies, early eighties. Now that I didn't know, I, I did not know that either, and I've never heard them. And I was going to listen to them before the episode, but I didn't. <laughs> All right, so, so that's homework, right? Yeah. Ludus kids and Sailcat. We've got Check homework. I, know I will. Ludus and Sailcat. I'm kind of interested <laughs> in it. It was. Uh, I'll say <laughs> the say band, that. the band. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at Sailcat on Twitter. Don't check no, me uh, out. Check out Sailcat the band. <laughs> oh, so that's right. Yeah, they are a band. Ludus was um, credited as being one of the bigger influences on Morrissey and the Smiths. Interesting. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, something to check out there for that for that reason alone. I'm, I'm I kind of like the Smiths. 
I'd check him out for that. But it, it's neat that the word he uses for school actually is about school and is referenced in the '80s. That's just kind of a neat little inception thing there. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. John, that look on your face when I said I kind of like the Smiths just made yeah, me want to punch you. I've so tried. Hard. I've tried to listen to the Smiths, man. I just can't. You know, Morrissey like oozes cool, but I just can't get into his voice. He oozes cool. You know, yeah. I read somewhere one time that Morrissey, before every concert, goes around and um, and sprays his cologne in the hallways so that people feel closer to uh, to him for that experience. Now, John, you're shaking your head. That's the, that's the excuse my cat would use for being in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Morrissey marks his fucking He's just covering up his parts, man. <laughs> I must. They must share my essence. What you see, like covering up his crop dusting events. Yeah. Oh my god. Does it smell like ass in here? Or does that smell like yeah, Morrissey? No, that's just Morrissey, man. That's Morrissey. Guy farts all the time. Wow. All right. How the fuck do we get to these places? Too, too offensive. Lotus. This is about this is about Ready Player One, not Morrissey crop dusting venue. <laughs> I, it would be nice to to get some feedback, like a lot of people like defending Morrissey for the. For oh, the, you know that yeah. well. But people fucking love the Smiths, man. Oh, I know. They love Morrissey, and, and rightfully so. He's he's pretty accomplished. I I like some of their stuff. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 the end of our discussion. You've you've made your point, sir. <laughs> as compelling as it was. All right. <laughs> oh man. Um. So so he also gets into at this point. He starts talking about um what it was like when he attended school in the real world. Um. And he hated it. And, you know, for the for reasons that he sort of prefaced earlier in the chapter about him being fat, having acne, um, you add to that that, you know, his time in the Oasis kind of created a little bit of a, a socially difficult situation for him when it came to dealing with people in reality. Um, and it sounds a lot, you know, it, it really is, it's, it's, it's kind of a... Um, an interesting little snapshot um, to, to pull to pull out of this, at least I did, that it, it's not necessarily, you know, other people don't factor into his self-consciousness. It's his own criticism of himself. You know what I mean? Because he's very aware of the way he looks and he's very aware of the things that he doesn't like about himself. And he just automatically assumes that onto other people. Mm-hmm. And their perception of him, and it creates a situation where you know he uh, he has a difficult time interacting, and you know it's hard to tell if you know if if his outward display of this is the reason that he gets picked on so much. Like, how much of that is he doing to himself? Just like like chum sharks going, I smell a weak child. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the way children are. They're they're fucking monsters <laughs> at that age, man. Well, they feel threatened. I mean, he's he's small. He's he's uh, awkward. Um, it's obviously chum in the water for for punks and bullies. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he mentions in the Oasis is that he feels safe. 
Like he's free to be himself because it's, he's kind of he's the best him. He's the best version of him physically. So a lot less physically uncomfortable, I suppose, short of the the jeans and the black shirt. But he's his, he's his best person, and he knows they can't do anything to him. And it's unlike the real world where you know he creates a video game where just climbing out of the stacks and going to school could get him killed by hookers and drug dealers. Right. Yeah. So you could get that kind of confidence when you don't feel like a guy's going to push you and punch you. I think. Yeah, and that, you know this is a, this is the thing though. Uh, in the last episode, John and I both talked about um, how when he created that game, the stacks as like his Gunter rite of passage to to program an Atari game. Um, and we we had talked about how it's interesting, like when he goes through stress uh, that stressful situation. One of the ways that he remains optimistic about it is that he projects a fantasy onto his reality, almost like you know he's he he's he's almost like putting the oasis out there in his real life. And again, he does that in this part of the book when he says, "You know, I went and I, I scanned the rum, the lunchroom like a T one thousand, looking for people to connect with." And now you could read that as like you know Ernest Klein's just using a pop culture reference there to like you know make that visual. But if you think about like and and when I was when I was in you know fifth sixth grade early you know early elementary school I got picked on a little bit you know and and I I was sort of I, let's just say I could relate to Wade a lot in this chapter this part of the chapter and I remember doing shit like that <laughs> like 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 in in times when I was like nervous or like socially just ill equipped you know. I would almost, like, project a fantasy there. So, I mean, you could literally just, like, imagine him standing on the side of a lunchroom looking around and almost imagining himself being the T-1000. I might be reading a little too much into that, but I think it's interesting that in those situations where he's a little bit stressed out, in in the real world, he projects a fantasy onto it. Yes. (laughs) I, 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 this is guys. That silence is the way that my friends tell me I'm talking bullshit. I, honestly, I, I, yeah, I whatever, agree Ryan. With that I just don't. I just don't know. I I would have thought there would have been a better way to describe that aside from using T1000. And I understand that you know it gets the point across. But you know, what would you use? I looked it up. I looked it up too. Like Terminator Two didn't come out until the '90s. I would have thought there would have been a reference from the '80s that he could have used. Well, well, Terminator One did that, didn't he? When he was like, but not T one thousand. T one thousand was. Oh, oh. But here's the thing. I mean, like, Wade is going back and he's looking at these pop culture references, right? From the '80s, it's not like he just stopped at the fucking '80s. Yeah, no. Here's the thing: the first Terminator comes out in the '80s. There's no way you see the first Terminator movie and then you find out that Terminator 2 is a thing that exists and you don't watch it. Well, the second one was far superior as well. It was amazing. I am. I love Terminator 2. Okay. I'll give him a little bit of slack. It originated in the 80s. I'd bring it up. (laughs) You know, despite the slight discrepancy, which you have to imagine, he's in 2040... What was 2042, 2045, which one's 2040s? So he's, he's had the opportunity to like see all of this stuff, right? So, so to actually stand there in the lunchroom, I can imagine him like looking at the table, 
Those are the jocks. <laughs> Punk <Yeah>. rockers. <laughs> Ding. Geeks. Oh, they don't like me. It, you know, yeah. just... <laughs> if he was making those noises, I could understand why nobody was talking to him. You, know, like, you see like the, the, the overlay over the clothing to identify each group, yeah. each yeah. click. And he walks, he's like, I don't belong anywhere. I go to the empty table. <laughs> well, do you remember, uh, did you see that movie Grandma's Boy? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> thought of that, too. That guy, <laughs> he, he, he actually does, like, the, the robot sounds and stuff. <laughs> when he feels socially awkward, he'll just, like, turn and, like, be like, and just, like, start walking away like a robot. How did they see me? Like, What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> That's kind of what I picture here. It's like he is doing that fucking sound. And... That's why I was like, man, no wonder nobody talks to this kid. But... I mean, like, still, you know, I mean, we're having a little bit of fun with Wade here, but, like, I, I really do. I, I I empathize with him yeah. because this is this is a shitty thing for a kid to have to go through, getting bullied, dealing with people in school when, you know, I mean, you're not very confident. Like, this is a hard thing, and it's a real thing that, like, kids deal with all the time. Oh, yeah. Not, not finding a, a clique to hang with or to conform into is liberating. Because, you know, you sort of are clinging to an independence that, that other people are subjecting themselves to. You know, like you find that thing that's kind of, I'm interested in that, other people are interested in that, and I'm going to take on this persona. But you got to keep in mind is that that's one of the things that makes him great. Because he chooses not to join, uh, he chooses not to be a, uh, a, a gunter in a clan. And he chooses not to join... Uh, the IOI and become a faceless, nameless, but paid mm -hmm. person working for them. So he, that independence is this, this is the reason for why he is perfect for yeah. this position. You know, it's, that's, it's, yeah, that's a good point. You know, him, him having to sit at the table of misfit kids <laughs> during middle school <laughs> while lunch was happening is what makes him great for this because even amongst friends, they're like, they're very independent, like they're friends, but they respect each other's limitations or yeah. that, that each other is kind of like, well, you know, you're going to take care of yourself because that's what we do. Yeah. And that kind of like if you, wanted you to carry, if you wanted to carry that savior narrative or like the Christ allegory, like even farther right here. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Being that being that like oppressed outsider kind of person. Like lunch every day is him going off into the desert. Right. And like the people <laughs> for 40 days. And women are like Satan trying to tempt him and he's just so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he hangs out with prostitutes, man. They're the real people that hang with him. It's people he's paying. She was Rubenesque. Get off she my back. Rubenesque, yeah. <laughs> his, well, his mom was a prostitute. It does. It spins around, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling better about the tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> I think there's some of it there, but I think I think it's somewhat like when you write a hero character, you're gonna get a little bit of that. You gotta relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. Well, he's like, gotta be I, the I, underdog at some point. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So not everyone's gonna relate to that, but uh, I think everybody that gets that, like even when I was in high school, I remember standing in line. Uh, to get my pictures taken, and this one jackass made fun of my shoes. My shoes. So, like, these kind of stupid comments happen in high school. And I didn't turn around with a quick-witted mom joke, but I wish I had. <laughs> but 
It's one of the things you where thought you think of about your comeback like later on like, that like, day. You're like, fuck, I should have said that. Exactly. Like three hours later, I'm in math class and I'm hitting the table. Oh, damn. <laughs> Teacher's like, something wrong, Chris? No, I just got the answer to that problem. <laughs> really angry for not having thought of it three hours ago. Or, or you like throw out the comeback at the teacher. <laughs> your mama. To the office. Your mom's ham cavern. <laughs> To the office with you. Uh, but <laughs> that stuff happens. Like it's it's miserable. You know, it's it sucks. I had that crap happen to me. You know, yeah. it's, I think it's, most it's a real do. thing. Yeah. But you know, it's it's funny too. Like he talks about he talks about this like like him being in sixth grade, and I know it's different. It's weird, but you know, we have a lot of listeners. Actually, a few listeners outside of the United States. Um, Schools operate differently uh, from country to country, but they even they even operate a little bit differently from like state to state and county to county in the United States. Um, for for instance, where where John and I went to school, middle school is seventh and eighth grade, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Just seventh and eighth grade. Yep. Whereas, like I think down here, a lot of people go to middle school when they're in sixth grade. Is that is that the, was that the case with you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and my son goes to a middle school that's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Really? Yeah, so it's kind of a trip. I mean, oh boy, the difference in size of those children yeah. is like it's like it's like the land of Oz. With, <laughs> well, you, yeah, and you've got like pre and post puberty in that school, so it's just depends on depends on who you are. I didn't hit puberty till after junior year of high school. So, are you serious? Oh. Yeah, I sprouted. I sprouted big time between junior and senior year. I was five foot two, five foot three junior year. Then I was almost six foot senior year. Wow. That sounds painful. Oh, it sucked. Because I was like, my dad, my dad's super tall. He's six four. I'm like, when am I going to get to be that tall? (laughs) And it happened overnight. Well, son, it takes about three weeks. And that beard you're seeing right there, Chris, just so you know, that beard was a struggle, too. Oh, yeah. I watched, it was for a I watched while. him slave over that beard for a long time. Dude, I had a mustache in ninth grade. I mean, like a full flesh. <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing I had was the mustache and the goatee. The goatee. And it was like, uh, I just didn't, I wanted the full thing. So I just, I was really disappointed for years. For a while, I thought I thought the full thing wouldn't work out, so I just did the mustache. So I didn't think I looked creepy at the time, but it was a full-on porn stash, like like a, <laughs> I've had it. like, I've like had a seventies seventies anchorman only as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm in the like like I'm praying like I'm praying on kids like like I'm a narc at a school praying on children. <laughs> Who's the narc? The dude with the stash. <laughs> Duh. Well, I think anybody like the- with with that that can grow facial hair at some point has the balls to pull to to try out the mustache or the chops or the goatee or just to you know try out different things ryan i have yet to see you have any sort of facial hair well i can grow it and here's the thing <laughs> well i could if i wanted to <laughs> I could, here's the thing i could grow a full beard and no I'm gonna tell you He's why getting I really don't. defensive here. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I don't. Stuff. You're gonna know that I'm being honest. I don't grow a beard because it hurts. That's right. It hurts too bad. I get I get a weekend and I'm like it itches. Like I have to fucking shave right, it. You're right. You're right. Look, yeah, that's I'm true. not proud of that. It does. 
That's something you gotta man through, though. It's like an excuse men use not to cry. I'm not not saying that, like, me shaving every time, because I do want to grow a beard. I kind of wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing what I look like with a beard. And I wouldn't mind growing it if it didn't hurt so bad. (laughs) I'm not saying that that's the most masculine decision in the world. (laughs) I could cry, baby, but uh, it just hurt too bad. (laughs) And my wife is the first one to point it out because she's, like, a big beard fan. So she's always, like, telling me, like, you should really grow a beard. And, like, let's, I'll get, let's... like, a week in, and she's, like, looking good, and then I'll shave it, and she's, like, did it hurt you again? I'm, like, <laughs> stop. Don't yell at me about it. Let's let's do this together. I will shave it all off, and then I will grow it with you. Oh, man. And every day, we'll just come into work, we'll look I at each other and go, I need an incentive. It's all right. The, it's okay. The longest it ever got, um, I grew it out for, like, a month and a half. And it got pretty long, but the itch never went away. Hmm. Uh, Selson Blue. Yeah, or, uh, they make or the like other one. beard oils and lotion for that purpose. Yeah, uh, yeah, but then my food smells like cedar. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm smelling cedar all day. You know, a quick whiff of cedar. I don't, I don't use the stuff, maybe in the bathroom. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But I got beard oil and I put some of that put some of that stuff in it and I'm like, oh my god, Jesus! It's like I I'm kissing a log. My, I do not want my life to smell like that fucking smell when you walk past an Abercrombie Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like well-dressed like, teenagers. It sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds creepy. It sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> Right, I'd like so... my beard to smell like well-dressed teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so I use cedar oil. Keeps it soft. Like a well-dressed teenager. Be- back to the creepy oh mustache. This is really painting a picture for you guys. Oh, I hope you cut this. <laughs> Okay, right. Oh, so, uh, that some is girls. Hysterical. Did you guys have trouble with girls? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to move the I story was five along. feet tall until, until my senior year. I had trouble with girls. <laughs> that doesn't sound like trouble. Um, I, I could definitely see where it'd be a situation where she'd be like, uh, "They're they're up here," and you're like, "Yeah, but I'm down here." Yeah, but when every other guy in school is a foot taller oh. than you are. Uh, you know, you you've got a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I was just I was just really fucking uncool. <laughs> I think I still am to a certain <laughs> degree. I was like, you know, I like I was like somewhere between like like what Wade's describing here, and then but like every social interaction that I would try to have was a lot more like. Like one of the stories you'd see Larry David tell in Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> where it's like I started off meaning well, but the just like completely fucked something up. Yeah, and I, that, that, that was sort of what life was like. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a trench coat, and I had a satchel, which other people called purses. Sure, <laughs> I, I called it a satchel that I carried Is it on courier me. Courier bag, thank you. Why no. Well, I wish that was the case. It was more like a camera bag with a really long strap and I went crossbody with it. Uh, uh I I think you're you're speaking to two two individuals that owned satchels in yeah. high school. I, Whether I, or not still... I, I I wore it constantly is a whole nother story, but uh, 
Yeah, I think we I both totally owned did. It. Yeah. <laughs> Really? You guys wore satchels too? I, don't I feel did. So yeah. bad. I didn't That's wear it often. Awesome. I owned it. I didn't wear wear it often. It was convenient. It's it held convenient. everything. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get why women have purses because you know you'd be like, I need a pin. Hold on, I have that. You're not going to be made fun of when you are able to provide the pen. Well, and that's the great thing about living in the city, man, is like you like, you know, you carry one of those around because if you've got a backpack on somebody can reach mm-hmm. into it and grab shit out. Like, that's yeah. a good thing to have just kind of in front of you. Not a fanny pack. That's lame. Oh, God. Fanny packs. Now. Now. Yeah. So, so like, it, it just became like, like, to me, it's, it's really, you know, convenient. it was born out of convenience. Yeah. And then. Like now, I I like even when, even when you know I was at a point where I didn't really have anything work related in it, I would still take it to work just because it had my phone, my charger, my headphones. Yeah, yeah, all that. I, I was the only one. <laughs> you so, were a trendsetter in the nineties. I was. Uh, <laughs> yes, I had a look. I had something at the time. A person with a trench coat and a satchel. A few years later, would have been considered a a problem, potentially a school threat. <laughs> <laughs> shortly, shortly afterwards, that trend stopped. Yeah. I might yeah. add, <laughs> abruptly, it, it ended it got in very death. Uncool. And I was like, "Damn! I thought I was setting a trend. It was a fashion <laughs> thing." And then those kids had to go screw it up. Yeah, that they did. But uh, but but girlfriends. You know what? I got along with the gals way better than I did the guys. I was that guy that was like, you know, always the friend in the yeah. friend zone. Like I would, I would the friend. I would dominate friend zone, friend zone, friend zone. And they'd be like, wait a second, this zone feels a little bit warmer. <laughs> Which is kind of how you had to approach it, right? You know, it's just kind of yeah. like, oh no, talk to me about your boyfriend. Tell me about the <laughs> asshole he is. Go ahead and take another oh, drink of beer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, well, check no, I, mean, I never stash. did that. Check out the sweet stash. I bet his kisses don't tickle. <laughs> <laughs> I never used that line, by the way. Uh, oh, but... God, why such a missed opportunity? <laughs> well, I know exactly where that would have ended, so no. I, did, I, I bypassed that opportunity like a bad exit on a freeway. Uh, <laughs> Good call. <laughs> but uh, no, I was always, uh, you know, it was kind of like I, I didn't get along with the jocks and most of the guys, and I was just in that weird in between place. And and honestly, at that period of time, you had your Yo MTV rap guys and you had your headbanger ball guys. I was Yo MTV raps. I was the white <laughs> kid that listened to rap and went to a private school. All right. You know, I. <laughs> First world problems, listen to ghetto music. That was me. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> and I lived in Seattle. So, you know. <laughs> you know, I was all down with Sir Mix-a-Lot and, and uh, Baby Got Back. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I had a hoopty. Uh, and I went to a private a private Catholic school. So that was the identity that I had and was incredibly unique. And you could tell by the number of friends I had. <laughs> Uh, it was it was select i wasn't i wasn't outcast i was just kind of like i don't care to eat by myself outside actually and occasionally i had a couple people that were like i'll eat with you and i was like you don't get the point i want to be alone okay you can have some french fries (laughs) i am dark queen lord of sorrow (laughs) 
It wasn't like that. I wasn't emo. <laughs> I was emo less. I just didn't care. <laughs> I was emo less. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> emo less. Oh, fuck. Oh, all right. So, so, yeah. So, moving on to the book. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he growing up, he's in sixth, you know, sixth grade was about the time that he, he up and leaves. He has the opportunity to go to, to, uh, the school in Oasis or yeah, go to school in the Oasis. And and that's a great opportunity for him. Um, it's, it kind of fits him perfectly, right? He can, he can build his appearance. He finds that it's, a, it's much easier to socialize. I mean, even at one point in the chapter, he's walking down, he's waving to people he knows in the hallway, you know what I mean? That's, you know, night and day different from what you would think that he would be doing, given, you know, uh, you know his, his view on school in, in, in the sixth grade prior to going into the Oasis. But I think for that reason, and for a lot of other reasons, this isn't a bad way to go for public schools to go nowadays. No. <laughs> like, I kind of like the model. I think, it, you know, if it wouldn't put book companies out of uh, out of business, I think it's brilliant. You know, put all of it online. You know, imagine how much less the government would spend on VR headsets and yeah. haptic gloves if they didn't have to fund the building of schools. Uh, you'd still pay teachers, but... That's cool. At least your teachers would be tech savvy and they would be able to introduce material that was way more interesting than drawing crap on a blackboard. Right. Uh, and, and how many more kids you could fit into a classroom and not actually have it look like you're fitting a thousand kids in a classroom. Like you, right. you could have a room that looks like there's only 50 or 20 and still have a thousand and it just looks a little bit different to everyone else. You could have that small classroom feel because nobody ever. You know, maybe you raised your hand because the teacher would say, oh, let's call on the students to see if they're listening. But usually if you had a real question, you're coming afterwards. So mm-hmm. I could totally see a, a larger audience for a teacher. It just it just would be so much better, I think, something like that. Just if there was ever a, a point for government to get behind technology and it not be about bombing someone else, this would be it. <laughs> right. And, you know, and the thing is, is like, I think you see it a lot down here uh, in the South. Homeschooling? Homeschooling, yeah. And this isn't homeschooling. It's like all the things that people like about homeschooling without, like, the the one big kicker, which is, like, no social interaction whatsoever. <laughs> and no matter how much you hate it, it's, it's, it's necessary to, like, development, I think. Yeah. To and, have and... those social interactions when you're young. That's that's a good selling point, you know. The government wanted to really, you know, increase the tax by like three cents to pay for something like that. It's like, you know, we'll we'll give you all the benefits of public school. Only it's at home. <laughs> we'll take care of your kid, but they don't have to walk home from school. <laughs> exactly. They don't have to ride a bus. None of that crap. All the benefits of homeschooling, but you don't have to teach them. <laughs> it's yeah. That would be yes. That would be awesome. It'd just be like Bobby, go sit in your chair and put your mask on. <laughs> Mommy's got to make a living online. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in the way he describes public schooling, um, you know, leading up to 2045 or leading up to the point where they decided to open up the Oasis for for schooling for for everybody. um, You know, 
his description of public schools up to that point is not a hell of a lot different from where it's at right now. No. You know what I mean? You're right. Um, it, it, you know, there's there's a lot of upshot to this. Um, it seems to help uh, with socializing on the peer level. Um, the teachers seem more engaged. Obviously, like Chris said, I mean, you could take them outside of the classroom. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, you know, if you're talking about, um, if you're, t- you know, you're talking about Egypt, right? You, you don't, you, you can not only take them to, uh, you know, the pyramids and the Sphinx. I mean, hell, you could presumably take them back to the time when those things were, you know, when when King Tut was ruling Egypt. It could I mean, be a you, simulation. You could, you could walk around in Egypt at that time. Right. Yeah. What they believed I mean, it looked it, like. It's, yeah, it's like hands-on history, which is like, you know, for me, like as a kid, would have just been fascinating. Oh, yeah. Well, it would have been amazing. He even, uh, doesn't he say like the gymnasium is like anti-gravity or or something like, along those right, lines? Yeah. Like that would be so awesome. That's that's the other thing he talks about how you know they don't have the infrastructure cost that like a real school would have, so you know it, when you're in the oasis going to school, you know every the the building is pristine, you know I mean it's it, it looks like something out of Harry Potter, just like cathedral like classrooms. Yeah, I mean you know basically the nicest school you could possibly imagine. Well, you know for his version of the school, which was a uh, 1873, you know one one eight seven three. But like number five is starting to look pretty dingy, <laughs> and the walls the walls are kind of glitching. <laughs> Sometimes you hit the locker and it just doesn't open. <laughs> yeah, it that's when looks... the software wasn't quite right. They say it's copy and paste, but those first few versions were <laughs> nothing you'd want to copy. Yeah, you, you'd be the kid of the bad reputation going to the crappy version of that school. <laughs> right. I can't remember who. Uh, I can't if if it was a stand-up. Like I'm pretty sure I heard a stand-up comedian say this, but like who was talking about like how Met, MySpace is like a fucking bad neighborhood on the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> and like like when you go in there, it's just like like a Tom's picture. That Tom guy who everybody was friends with on MySpace oh, yeah. because he invented it. He's just like it's like a picture of him with like jars of piss around him because <laughs> nobody goes there anymore. He's just like a hermit. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> That's what public school number five's like. <laughs> so basically, so oh, okay, so we're on eighteen seventy three, so it's pretty well updated. Public school five probably a lot like any school in Detroit right now, unfortunately. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that detroit listener <laughs> yeah yeah sorry to the guy listening in detroit no but um God. uh so anyways um so he transfers to uh oasis public school number 1873 i tried to pull out some some sort of significance for the date 1873 um didn't really get a lot. One thing I wrote down was that barbed barbed wire was actually invented in 1873. Okay, so uh, that has absolutely no relevance <laughs> to the book, and I'm sorry I brought it up. I just thought it was interesting. I like the um, fact that you ran that down though. You plugged the number into Google. I did. Yeah, I it came like, up with barbed wire, and you're like, maybe, maybe we should mention mm, this. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, well. If if I did if I dug into this and I found absolutely nothing, I might as well mention the one thing that was kind yeah. of interesting. <laughs> like everybody knows what barbed wire is. 
I, I just I have to think. I'm looking at that, and I'm like, there's got to be like some significance. Like, I know, yeah. I know he did not pull 1873 out of nowhere. Like I'm looking, like maybe it's lead speech for like late, or <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know. But surely there's like significance to that number that that he baked into the book because you know that the book had a competition. Yeah. That you, that you crawled through and you had to play video games and you you know you ended up finding the the URL that took you to the website that had the the, the right. stacks video game. But I've read the I've read through the book several times. I've also listened to it on uh, audiobook, and it's supposed to be in there. And it's what it is is just like like letters in the book where you know you, it's just like slightly well, off. We're not we're not given a are we. I, we may be treading on on spoiler territory. I think. I think Ryan's already informed me of this, not A in much bit, yeah. not in much detail, but uh, okay. Yeah, we'll 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 move up. We'll 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 talk about the competition a little bit more later. But gotcha. yeah, it, it kind of ties into the story in some places. We probably shouldn't touch it too much. Yeah. So, anyways, barbed wire was invented in 1873. <laughs> I'm gonna loop back to barbed wire. Yeah. <laughs> because... Let's talk a little more about barbed wire. Yeah, Ryan? I'm gonna tie, I'm tie, okay, so folks, barbed wire <laughs> is uh, not necessary in the oasis because nothing's real, and it wouldn't hurt anyways. Um, well, it would be great if your character couldn't go past it, though. Yeah. But but yeah yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> no, the schools didn't so have barbed Lunis wire. Is, as we mentioned before, is the planet on which the school exists. Um, it was also the first place um, that that Wade was able to travel to, outside of the very first area that you get into when you go into the oasis, which is called Incipia. Um, if you've ever played an MMO. I mean, he describes it as a place to chat with other noobs and uh, shop in the online stores. John, I know you hate it when I bring up Destiny. No, but that's it, my point of reference when it comes to MMOs. It's essentially the tower in Destiny. That's exactly or, what I thought of. It is exactly was what it I really? thought. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that it's that it's that loaded spot. There's no there's no battle happening necessarily. It's just a marketplace. Right. Well, they tried this like about ten or fifteen years ago. There was a game called, and it may still be around. It was called Second Life. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And mm. bands tried to get on it, like they'd go and they'd do a gig in Second Life, which was really just them singing into the microphone, I guess, and then their characters are dancing around. But it was a lot like that. Like you'd come in and you'd talk, and you really wouldn't talk to people. You would type words, and they'd pop over their heads, and you kind of walk around, and you could build stuff. I think you could even purchase land. Yeah. But, it was, but but the gist was that, you know, they had stores that you could buy things. And it wasn't very successful because nobody at the time knew how to leverage it. So it was all very sort of hollow and and well, veneer-ish. It was, I think it, it was, was central to a story on Law & Order SVU. It was. And, and it was like 2020 did a thing. So it was like it didn't have like the world's biggest fan base. But like it was like to a select few people, it was huge. Yeah. Like, they met each other in real life and stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's... They went to church on Second Life. I, I knew that there were churches yeah. on Second Life. Which so, I mean, always... it's not unlike, it's not unlike, you know, I mean, there were times when I've played MMOs, and I've gotten on, and we didn't even do anything. We just sat there and, like, <laughs> shot the shit for, for like, two hours. 
Just because it was like, you know, it was how we talked to each other. Uh, but, you know, the problem there was that it was never, it didn't ever look great. In my mind, it yeah. feels very, very uh, Minecraft-ish. I'm sure yeah. it was way better graphics-wise than <laughs> Minecraft, but but at the, like me thinking back, it just felt very Minecraft-ish. Mm-hmm. Only with customized characters, and and uh, you could go to a club, and there'd be music playing, and then you had like buttons where you could dance, and then you talked you talked somebody up that was a female in the game, mm-hmm. and there were a number of those. Which at the time, I think that's where I lost that interest. I was kind of like, mm, I don't trust this. This <laughs> is the, this is the Chuck with back hair <laughs> thinking, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and, and after a while, it was kind of like, I'm just pressing a button to make me wiggle funny on the screen. There's there's nothing to... If it was this easy, if it was this easy, if I could just press a button and wiggle. Yeah, press space bar to feel dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, this, this feels like I'm bait. Like, this is... Uh, this is uh, I walked away from that really fast. Yeah, I never and, played Second Life, but I, you know, I mean, I get, I get why it's appealing to some people, yeah. though. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm certainly, certainly, why it would be more appealing in a place like the Oasis, you know, where it's so immersive. Oh, and that's it would have to be like it would have to be so immersive. Like that was not very immersive. I would need something way more immersive. Like I yeah. wake up in the morning and like, yep, I'm putting on the glasses today because yeah. life sucks. But Oasis, <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> We slide into the classroom at this point. Um, Wade has a seat, and we mentioned at this point also that um, while you're in school, you can engage, which is just to, like, surf the web, talk to other people, and your avatar just kind of sits down and goes into, like, a, you know, closes their eyes. You can still see what's going on around you, but you, you're pulling up windows and you're browsing, you know, other things. Um, it's kind of like, you know... The equivalent of when you see people on a train, like, pull open their phone. You know what I mean? Their eyes don't close or anything like that, but, I mean, they're just otherwise engaged. Checked and out. if you tap on their shoulder, they're going to tell you to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> they're communicating that you don't screw with me. Yeah. When, when I've got my phone out, it means don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> on a train or, you know, wherever. Even around my kids. But I like how they <laughs> I don't give a shit about your drawing. Get out of here. Yeah. Days reading the news. I don't care if you fell down or if it hurts. Come back later. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> I'm watching Sail Cat. <laughs> Daddy's got priorities. That's right. So. So all the people are chatting with their friends, you know, dicking around in various ways. What is Wade Watts doing? Uh, he's pulling up a Gunter message board that resembles, um, you know, the message boards of uh, of it's your. Like Reddit. It's it's yeah, basically <laughs> it's a very basic version of Reddit. Um, if that isn't a channel on Reddit by now, I mean, well, they've got the Ready Player One subreddit. I, I and, expect like a Gunter subreddit or Minoology. Well, it, it sort of it sort of is. Um, mm-hmm. The way that they handle it is like uh, the 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 moderator. Um, he uh, he throws up this thing called H's Basement every week, which is like you know he'll usually talk about a movie or some music or or something like that from the eighties. 
and then you know people who who go on that subreddit will like you know watch those movies and discuss it and stuff like that on that thread throughout the week best each other with their knowledge yeah so it's kind of cool i mean like it does it does sort of exist but but here i mean obviously they're talking about the hunt for an east an actual easter egg or halliday's easter egg so i mean there's there's a little more topic um you know wade kind of displays like a uh a love-hate relationship again like anybody in real life does with reddit (laughs) where it's like you know half of it is like oh that's good information uh, some of it is just like you know, I've read Horrible. way too deep, <laughs> way Horrible. too deep into this shit. Most of Reddit is god awful. It's just it's like where trolls go. It, it, it's the bridge of the internet. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> you laugh. The bridge of the internet. It, it is. It's 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 the if yes, it's under the bridge of the internet, and it's uh it's horrible. And I go there every once in a while. There's some there like ready play like the subreddit that you know we posted it we posted the podcast under the ready player one subreddit and everybody was really supportive and I, oh. I think there are communities on Reddit that are pretty supportive but there are certainly those that are fucking not <laughs> like, all right Reddit is the bridge that some people walk across and other people <laughs> troll under I can admit that there are two sides and that maybe maybe Reddit is the bridge mm-hmm. not just yeah. under the bridge all right so. Um, so yeah, so he's hanging out on this Gunter message board, um, you know, just checking out the happenings of the day. Not much is going on. Um, he then finds a post by his favorite blogger, Artemis. Um, Artie's Missives is what it's called. And basically what it is, is it, you know, I mean, it's, she's, she's almost like in personality, a female version of Wade, the way he describes it. And he's very smitten by her, to say the least. The the blog's name is Artie's Missives. I I was that for me. That's like Missives is kind of like the word moist. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, don't say that's moist. Exactly, see what I mean? See what I mean? It's almost uncomfortable, but still kind of. Don't hot. say moist. No. Moist. No. <laughs> moist. You and, can't do it, man. No. Moist. There's two words. Two words I can't stand. One is moist, I and the other the other is panties. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> Isn't that what a group of dogs does? Isn't that what a group of dogs does? <laughs> they pant. <laughs> exactly. But when you why, have a group why of does dogs, panties bother you so it bad? It sounds so gross, man. There's a bunch of look at all those dogs that are that are. That is hot. that is even They're weirder than your whole it fucking won't go in the ocean me. thing. It sounds what? It's weirder than your whole won't go in the ocean thing. No, I well, don't think that's weird at all. I don't think it's trashy. I just think it's you know it's edgy, in a in a in a not safe for work sort of way. Let's see, you're squinting your eyes. I mean, like yeah, I couldn't say panties at work either. No, pant. It just sounds <laughs> trashy. It sounds trashy. There's no if way. I, if if I could, I wouldn't. There's no. There's I don't. I've had this discussion with a lot of people, and they're like, "Really? That doesn't sound that bad." But doesn't it sound you know kind of sexy? No, it sounds trashy to me. Ugh. You think panties. of you think of, yeah you think of women that wear panties or women that like wear them or and don't. think that they're sexy for wearing them <laughs> the best part is is like you know my screen is still switching between the two yeah. of you and it switched back to chris just for him to go or don't <laughs> and it switched right back to you 
So, uh, so I hear Artie's missives. I'm thinking automatically, yeah. like, like submissives. Oh. So, uh, yeah, right. So What's it's, going on it's, over here? all of a sudden I'm kind of like, go on. <laughs> my continue. <laughs> and then she talks you about have... movies. Yes. Yeah, my attention. <laughs> From the 80s, John Hughes. Okay. All right. My, uh, <laughs> my, my word, not moist. I, I think moist is a lot of people's like uh, word. My word, and I don't know why, is nougat. Always, ha- I fucking hate that word, dude. You're at the end of the wrong row. Yeah, nougat's not that bad, man. It's just, it just the way it rolls out. It's a nougat, and the way it's spelled, I just, I can't stand it. This gets into a weird technique kind of thing, but like the guys in our group use nougat to move their software up into production. <laughs> So you're going to hear that. You're, you're just by exposure. You're just going to hear that. You're going to hear nougat. You're going to hear nougat. You're going to hear a lot more about nougat. <laughs> Seriously, turn around to uh, to the other peeps in the row and say, tell me about nougat. And they will go on. <laughs> Let Sorry. me tell you about nougat. Let me tell you about nougat. <laughs> I don't know why that word. It's just like it, it, it hits me the wrong way. Always I has just... since I was a kid. You think it's going to nude, and then it takes a right turn at gut. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't gut. know what it is. <laughs> gut, yeah, gut. Maybe that's, that's a, it. That's you know that's that's going to be my my sexy term for when I get undressed from now on. It's just going to be, hey baby, I'm getting all nougat. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking about nougat? <laughs> it was a long day at work. <laughs> uh, we're going down the direction of nude. I've got a little bit of a gut. Slam them together. Yeah, just, just trying Sexy to save time some word? time. Probably not. Smashing them together, trying to save some time. <laughs> it's about efficiency. Yeah, no. That won't fly in the bedroom at all, I don't think. All right, so... <laughs> so, submi- so uh, Artie's missives. Ar- yeah. Ar- Artie's missives is uh, his favorite. He's very smitten by her. Um, you know, I think it's equal parts. Like, you know, first of all, like I said, they're very similar in personality, it seems. Uh, she's even, you know, she, her blog posts are uh, mostly things about the Almanac. She also posts, um, you know, spe- about specific John Hughes movies and things like that. They're, they're just musings, you know what I mean? Um and and he's really he's really taken with her. The thing that he he feels like he really connects with her on is is her appearance. It, she doesn't look like uh, the avatar, the other avatars you see that are just like you know way too skinny or way too porny, <laughs> right? Porny, if that's a word, <laughs> but way too porny. You I know, coined just it, like, I trademarked it. You can't use it anymore. She looks uh, Ruben esque, um, you know, and just 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 sort of. As you would picture a normal person to look, she looks like a human being. So, um, and yet those are all great words. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> all curves. So Wade creeps creeps out on this woman, this poor woman, and, and saves her pictures every time she posts. Um, seems a little uncomfortable. But <laughs> yeah. From a distance, it's not. From a distance, it's I'd not. Imagine. I mean, but like, like she if, but if she out. ever, like, you know, swung by and she was like, hey, good to meet you, Wade. She's like, you have all my pictures. She's got this. I told you not to put on my haptic. <laughs> Gross. Why are you saving pictures of. Well, 
And that's what ended the relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was the last time I saw And her. then she threw me out of her life. <laughs> she thought it was a creep. She thought, thought it was a dweeb. <laughs> she thought it was creep. You are so odd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to solve your problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're going to say, Sail Cat's the guy who can get things done. <laughs> uh, so, very last part of the chapter. Finally, we've arrived. Um, in the middle of uh, browsing Artie's missives, we get a call from a character being introduced named H. Um, H is Wade's, uh, best friend. They know each other only online. Um, they have a little bit of back and forth and chapter two ends abruptly with Wade, with, with Wade about to go into H's basement to hang out right before school starts. All right. So that's, that's chapter two, everybody. Thank you so much for, uh, for listening um we hope you'll join us next week thank you so much chris for joining us today man first guest on the show oh thanks for having me guys that's awesome thank you so much man we're, we're really happy to be here uh hopefully you come back for another chapter at some point oh whenever absolutely awesome. i'm down awesome all right everybody that's the show this week thank you very much so long <laughs>